Have you ever accidentally ghosted your audience and then felt guilty about it or felt like you had to make up for it when you were ready to show back up again? Brittany Gardner and I are talking about how you can have a plan in your back pocket so that you don't have to disappear, even when life gets in the way of connecting with your audience. Welcome to Big Fun Content, the show that helps you stand out from everyone else in your industry by building a brand you love and creating content that's impossible to ignore. I'm your host, Deanna Seymour, a graphic designer who creates high-energy visuals and short-form videos for some of the sassiest, boldest, most rebellious online businesses out there. Are you ready to up the fun in your content? Let's get started. Hey, Brittany, how's it going? (laughs) Going well. Thank you so much for having me. Why are you already laughing at me? I'm like, that was not a punchline. <laughs> you know, sometimes when two people are aligned really well, it just happens. But like, <laughs> I love it. No, an I alignment might... giggle. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how can we move out of the awkward pause at the beginning? Oh, I'll laugh. That's that's how that happened. I don't know. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited about our Halloween episode today. Just kidding, you guys. It's not officially a Halloween episode, but a long time ago... Brittany and I were just talking about content and the content creation and making content. And I feel like I heard Brittany use the term, like people ghost their clients after a launch or not their clients, people ghost their audience after a launch. And so when I was sitting down to plan Q4 podcasts, I was like, well, obviously Brittany's going to come on and we're going to talk about ghosting people. So welcome to the Halloween episode. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. I have definitely talked about the unfortunately common phenomenon of people ghosting their audiences in between launches. And I have my own opinions on why it happens. I don't think the vast majority of people are like, I'm not selling anything. Bye-bye. I don't think that's actually how it happens. But I do think it happens far more often. And I think probably a lot of people feel kind of bad about it deep down. So I'd love the opportunity to talk about how we can as a community, move past that whole thing. Okay, so let's both define, like make sure we're on the same page about what ghosting is. I feel like it's a total, I was going to say 2023 term, but it's been around for a while. So what do you mean when you say ghosting? So I can make sure we're like on the same page. Yeah, so I'll give you a real world in Brittany's inbox scenario right now, okay? (laughs) I signed up for a health and wellness bundle. Like I was an attendee or a a purchaser of this bundle, if you want to call it. It was, you know, probably 50 bucks. But there were a couple of people I follow on Instagram for not business reasons. Obviously, this is health and wellness. A few people I really liked their stuff. And one of them said they were going to have recipes for a few, you know, whatever. Anyway, I bought it. And I definitely did not go and download everybody's contribution to said bundle. That's not how you use bundles, FYI, in case that's been you in the past. But I did download probably like 12 out of the 30 or so. And that was maybe in June. And just for the record, we are recording this in September. So it was several months ago. And I have used a couple of them. And as people are wont to do, not even looked at a couple other ones. So, you know, lo and behold, this morning, I'm going through my inbox and I go to an email of a name I do not recognize. And um, I assume it came from this bundle. I'm really hoping it did not like randomly add my email list to their list, but I assume it's that. It doesn't, it's a name I did not recognize. And then because I knew we were going to be doing this uh, recording today, I did a little more sleuthing than I would maybe normally do. I searched my inbox and I had not a single other email from this 
person. Now, maybe the from name of their email was different on the original delivery of the bundle mm-hmm. than it is on this. And this is like more the regular news list, but I don't know. I don't know the answer, but this is a prime example of ghosting, right? I bought something from them three months ago. I no longer know their name. It is not recognizable to me. And as a result, I did go ahead and unsubscribe. I, I don't know how else to clearly say that that is what ghosting is. Yeah. Now, there are different versions of this, of course. Like you could be someone who goes like hot and heavy during launch up to a like membership release or a course or something like that. And then immediately after you do that launch, you're exhausted. You just launched and now you're delivering course content and you kind of just forget about the rest of your list. I think that's probably far more common than anything else here. But the point being is people do this and it's just that period of going dark when you're no longer selling something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I feel like it's usually like online dating, like you're texting somebody and you think it's going kind of well or like clients do it too, where you feel like something's happening and then nothing's happening. (laughs) You're like, hello? And they've just disappeared. So I think every service provider has had a client ghost them at certain times. (laughs) I know you send the proposal and you're like, oh my gosh, this was awesome. We had a discovery call. It's amazing. You send a proposal and then you're like, hello, crickets. Yeah, you've been ghosted. (laughs) But specifically in the content world, I love this example of somebody kind of going hot and heavy, posting a bunch because they're launching and then disappearing. And I feel like we're on the same page with like... sort of anti-hustle, sustainability, like launching is really hard. You mentioned that. And so I would love to talk about how somebody can launch hard because I feel like there's ebbs and flows to, to the hustle. So you can launch hard, but then not completely ghost them. So what are like your thoughts? What are some ideas you have for people that might ramp it up during launch, but then not want to completely disappear? I have one main thought and then like lots of little branch out thoughts. So we'll see what we end up covering. But (laughs) my main thought on this is if you have go-to content ready to go for when you already know you're going to be tired or busy delivering, you know, program or course content, it is so much easier not to ghost your audience. And does that require a little bit of planning? It does. It's not work for nothing, right? But when you have some kind of backdoor or like, I can lean on this content. I call it evergreen content because it's always available. You can use it anytime. The tree leaves are always green in this case. Mm -hmm. If you have that ready to go, you have a plan. And if you have that ready to go and already scheduled, even better. But even if you don't have it scheduled, maybe you were posting, you know, three times a day during your launch. No one is suggesting you need to maintain that frequency after the launch. That is not what we're saying. There are going to be periods where you're a lot more visible and there's going to be periods where you're a little more quiet, but not gone. And that's kind of the idea. So maybe you have things that you can lean back on. In my case, probably in your case, Deanna, there's old podcast episodes you heartily stand by. You love those episodes. You could just re-air that episode. Maybe you do a new intro and outro to kind of introduce it. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's just a straight rerun. I don't care how you handle that. But it's an easy way for you to go. Uh, If you aren't a podcaster, you probably have old blog posts and the related old social media posts that you used to direct people to the blog post initially that you can rerun. And I'm really in favor of getting at least one or two of those scheduled every week when you know you're going to go into periods of a slower time. 
that's what I mean by evergreen content. And and how you do that, there's probably seven different ways we could cover here. But how you do it is not really the point. The point is knowing you have to plan for it and having it ready to go. And having it ready to go does mean making sure that that older content is easily accessible and you know where it is and you won't spend a half hour searching for it when you could have just spent 15 minutes writing something new because that kind of defeats the purpose. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's a really good point. My organization skills sometimes are not the best. Like when I was a teacher, there would be art teachers who use the same worksheets over and over again or do the same projects or whatever. And it was almost harder for me to redo a project than it would be for me to just remake everything from scratch because I was so disorganized. Like you're just saying, it would take me forever. So setting up some sort of system to know that you're going to reuse those. So maybe like when you record a great podcast, you say, oh, this is one I should probably keep for the evergreen, you know, yeah. party, I was going to say, like evergreen container. Clearly. Method. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like keep that. This is like a good one. This is one I should reuse. I also just while you were talking, it popped in my head because I know some people might be like, yeah, we could reuse them. But who does that? Like, I don't want to reuse them. I think a lot of people feel pressure to constantly make new content. But while you were saying that, I was like, yeah, re when you called it a rerun, I was like a light bulb went off in my head where I was like, oh, my gosh, how many shows are like in syndication? Like Friends, Seinfeld, Big Bang Theory, I feel like is on every time I turn on the TV and no one's mad and no one's like, how dare they show that episode more than once? They show them millions of times. And so now when you change that one little word and say rerun, I'm like, yeah, my podcast is like syndicated. <laughs> Let's rerun them. I love that. Yeah. And there's really good reasons, like actual data-backed scientific reasons for doing this, not just, oh, I don't have time. The two main good reasons here are you have new audience members that you didn't have six months ago or even three months ago. And there may be a core piece of your message work that's in a particular piece of content. And we'll use a podcast here as the example, since that's what we are running with. But I recently, as in like a month ago, released the biggest episode of mine this year, which is all about uncommon content, what it means, how it can work for you. There's going to be a time period three months down the road and six months and 12 months and beyond where I have new people in my audience. They're not going to go back that far on my podcast. I know they aren't because I can see how download and listener habits work. So I need to re-air that in mm -hmm. some way at some point so that those newer people can get the information that I believe is the core message of my work, right? So that's reason number one. Reason number two, and this goes more towards like if you re-record a different intro and outro to go with it, is there are times we introduce a topic or, or a message or whatever you want to call it, and the way we have worded it or the way we have phrased it or the story that we paired with it didn't land well with a particular segment of your audience. And that's not to say they aren't your best client. They're totally your best client. But they just didn't like that story. And because they didn't like that story, maybe they didn't hear the rest of the message or maybe they tuned out entirely, right? I use a lot of chicken stories in my work because I, I raise chickens and I, I personally believe there is nothing you can't learn from watching chickens and how they interact. So that's, that's like something you should know about Brittany, right? But there's probably people out there who are like, oh, I don't have chickens. I don't need to listen to this. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they dislike it. They just tune out a little bit on the flip side, I also homeschool my two children. So there's a lot of things I see in my homeschooling world. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes such a good content lesson. And I'll use it, right? But if people are against homeschooling or they don't have kids, 
again, they might tune out and it's not that they dislike me. They just aren't going to connect. So if I rerun an episode and use a different way to introduce it, I might reach that person I didn't reach last time, even if they were in my my audience, excuse me. So Mm -hmm. with all that said, there's real reasons to rerun your content. And then in the way that you distribute it, whether that's on, you know, Instagram or LinkedIn, definitely start pairing different ways of introducing it because your people might need that to resonate with you and finally get that click, that aha that they need to move on to whatever level that they need to move on to. I love that. Again, I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. If they're not a homeschooler, maybe they are a chicken person. If they're not both of those and there's a third option, because I feel like I know we're just going with the whole podcasting thing. But if you're introducing the episode and I'm not into chickens, like maybe I'm like, eh, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to skip this one. So I might not even Mm -hmm. know officially that this is like a repurposed, rerun episode. So I love that. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about if there is a difference, because I just did that little Freudian slip of what we're talking about versus like repurposing, rerunning. I want to talk about if there's any nuance in that when we get back. Y'all know I can't record an episode about ghosting your audience without bringing up my number one way to avoid it. A static Instagram grid. It's where we work together to create a set of Instagram posts that delivers your core messages in a cohesive, branded look. Leave it up for the long term so that you don't have to worry about creating posts and instead can focus on reels and stories or an entirely different platform. To learn more about this fun custom project with me, visit deannaseymour.com slash static grid. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, so let's talk about rerunning, repurposing, evergreen, all the different terms. Can you sort of give us your take on any of those, all of those? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I totally Or if they're the same. Um, Okay, yes. Repurposing isn't all the same. So I was talking about re-rerunning content as is. I would call that regurgitating. So there's the three R's of, of repurposing. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm laughing. We're gonna go like, through all oh, regurgitating. That one sounds I know. It's okay. I, know, I like it. It's, it's fine. It's gonna make it we're gonna get there. Okay. Get I like there. I love cool. but then you said three R's and I was back on board. I was like, oh I like when they're all all the same. Yeah, I'm a big fan of alliteration, as you'll see. So regurgitating, that is literally rerunning something as is. Copy paste from three months ago to today, or from four months ago to tomorrow, whatever mm-hmm. we wanna call it, right? Then there's what I call recycling. And we already covered kind of a version of that too. That is using the main concept of the previous content and repairing it with um, a new hook, a new story or analogy, you know, moving from chickens to homeschooling or to cooking instead, right? Putting a new story, a new twist on that main concept. So when I introduced uncommon content on my podcast, I I talked about why I chose the word uncommon and why it's not just different or special or unique, which would all be you know, synonyms for uncommon. And I have a real strong opinion on that. And I'm not going to take this entire episode to go over it. But my main gist of it is that using the word special means that you have to be like more than or extra to be able to stand up and share your big message. And I hate that connotation. Uh, We don't have to be special to share our big message. We are who we are. And we have something really good and important to say. I don't want to put the connotation that you have to be something extra Mm -hmm. special in this case. So instead I use the word uncommon, right? 
And that's an analogy I put into that episode. And I gave an example of the store I love, Uncommon Goods, and how that name's just always resonated with me because that store always has really good gifts. Mm. There is no person on your shopping list you can't find a good gift for on that website. Um, and I completely negated in that episode to talk about my favorite tea brand. And I am an epic tea snob, by the way. Like I drink far too much and I love my tea. And this one company called um, August Uncommon. They're down in LA. They make the most amazing tea blends. They're different. It's not just another Earl Grey. There's some like boozy teas that have like notes of like caramel and bourbon. And then there's this one called Cocteau and it's like notes of like mint and grapefruit. It's the most amazing like afternoon iced tea when you don't want caffeine, right? Like all these really amazing things. You can find something you like there. And I love that method of uncommon, right? So I could repair this episode with an entirely different analogy mm -hmm. and reach a whole new group of people, probably not coffee lovers, mind you, mm -hmm. but <laughs> I could do that. So that would be kind of recycling the main concept and pairing it with another thing. So that's the two first R's, recycling and regurgitating. Right. And the third one, which is reusing it. So this is going to be reusing your piece of content in a new way to create something unique for a different platform. And this is where we get into more of the social media nuances mm -hmm. of content. What works for an Instagram reel does not work for a LinkedIn post. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Like this is not like fetch on, you know, mean girls. Like we can't make this one happen. Yeah. Your Instagram reel viral concept that everyone like loves will never land well on LinkedIn. It's just not going to. Mm -hmm. But the premise of the idea, it can. So an example of that, I released the complete content plan for a service provider was another recent episode and blog post that I released on my own site. And the big analogy I had there is most of the content advice, and Deanna, I'm sure you've seen this, most of the content advice out there is meant for like startups or software as a service companies or much larger corporations. Mm -hmm. And I know that you and I serve a very similar segment of, of the world, which is small businesses. And specifically in my case, like service providers who may or may not have a course or may just offer a service and they might only be working with five clients at a time ever. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to have the same content needs as a software as a service company that needs a volume of audience and buyers to even break even. Yeah, I would go crazy if I had 100 leads this week. Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle it. Very simply. <laughs> I don't want that. Yes which is always really funny when those LinkedIn appointment bookers message me. They're like, what? You don't want a hundred calls this week? I'm like, God, no. no. What would I do with that? Yeah. You're like, I have to do my work. What are you talking about? That would not happen. Yes. So like that premise, right? A content plan for a SaaS company has to be different than a content plan for a service provider. That premise is in both the reel I launched for that episode and in the LinkedIn post I launched for that episode. And to be fair, those were probably each my best performing posts all month. But one of them was not video. Mm -hmm. One of them was just text. And I used part of that text for the LinkedIn post as the caption for Instagram, but I made it more Instagram friendly because they are different audiences and they expect to engage with content in different ways. I could not just copy and paste from one to the other. It would never have worked. And because I can tell you now, having measured it for a few weeks, that they're each my best performing posts all month, that would not have happened if I had just copied and pasted. So this is reusing your Insta or not, not, 
reusing your Instagram content for LinkedIn or vice versa, but it's reusing your content uh, in a different way. So that's the third R of repurposing. Okay. I like that. So with reusing, the concept is the same, but the medium, the delivery, like the delivery has to be different and taking into account which which platform you're on. I know. Absolutely. I feel like I need to write more to be on LinkedIn and I just don't want to. <laughs> so part of me is like, maybe That's it's not fair. the place for me. I keep being like, oh, I kind of want to be more on LinkedIn. But like, do I? It's like my ever, my internal dialogue always is like, maybe. So it is a lot of writing over there. And I'm like, it's a lot of writing. That's not what I want. That's not what I want. All those intellectuals over there. Like, can't we just have a trending sound? Just kidding. (laughs) Although you could, you know, LinkedIn, they have the carousels now, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. you can repurpose anything you would use as a carousel on Instagram. And I know your nine grid probably isn't doing a whole lot of new carousels, but anything you would use as a carousel on Instagram, you can package as a pdf and then upload it to linkedin as a doc and use that as a carousel and then you can let that do the the weight if you don't want to do a ton of writing yeah although to be fair a good carousel is going to have a lot of writing writing (laughs) i know i do them for clients and i'm like oh my god you guys we're writing a whole novel and these people on linkedin (laughs) love reading gosh they're so smart just kidding okay i love that so say them one more time so i don't mess them up the three r's recycling Mm -hmm. regurgitating and reusing okay I love that. And regurgitating is just like using the same straight thing. Straight rerun. Straight rerun. Yep. Recycling is using it in a different Pairing way. Pairing it with a new hook oh, or analogy open. or story. Yeah, like, the, like almost like the middle can be the same, but the front or the back. Like it gets like a little something. It gets a little extra. I like that. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, Reusing. I'm the worst listener. <laughs> <laughs> my, okay. my ADHD is showing. I'm like, and then the ooh, three of them. And that's why we are repeating it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the reusing. Reusing. Yep. Is, I like that one. And honestly, I should Making think it about work that for more. different platforms. Yeah, yeah. I need to like embrace that one a little bit. But I like the idea of even if you have a trending sound, like the essence of the post. Like I could just write, and like you're saying too, you can overlap a little maybe on the caption, like on Instagram. Like Instagram is where my brain starts. So if I want to go to LinkedIn, I need to like think about how I'm doing that. Because it probably is a waste of time to regurgitate anything from Instagram straight over to LinkedIn. Like you can do it. Uh, It doesn't take that long to regurgitate it over there. But if I looked at data, and I know you love data way more than me, which is is not (laughs) hard to do, by the way, but it's probably not doing me any favors, so... It's a good reminder. And I mean, anyone who's using trending sounds on Instagram knows. Yeah. The trending sound will get you a few initial views, but if it's not good content, you're not going to rack up those views. It's not going to do a whole lot for you. So if it's good, if it's a good concept, yes, the trending sound gave you the initial boost, but like your content needs to carry it. That content that carries it will probably resonate over on LinkedIn. It's just going to be in a different form. Yes. Okay. I love that. And let's just bring it back around to the beginning, the ghosting. Ooh, the spooky Halloween episode. Just kidding. And so the idea is if you can lean into the three R's, you can have some content in your back pocket, especially, and we talked about ghosting when you're launching, but I guess there could be other reasons that you ghost people. It's summertime, you want to take a break or the holidays are coming up and you're like checking out. But if you know something's coming, how you can kind of pre-plan for that so that you're not just like, peace out, everybody. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I, I do want to acknowledge something, you know, when you can plan for something, when you know a holiday is happening, when you know a big life event is coming, maybe you have like a sibling getting married and you're going to be, you know, embroiled in that. Um, it's your, it's your responsibility as a business owner to kind of take care of business and plan for it. But we also have things happen to us that we are not expecting, you know, a sudden death of a family member or friend, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a crisis with one of your children, right? Like there, there are real reasons you might suddenly disappear. Mm -hmm. And this is not to shame or guilt anyone here because I've experienced emergencies of my, of my own here. But if you don't have anything in your back pocket, it is really, really hard to come back because not only are you dealing with the emergency, which may or may not take quite a bit of your time it might span not just weeks but months mm -hmm. you at this point now have like a almost like a content debt mm -hmm. right like like oh I have to not just create something for like this week I kind of have to make up for the fact that I was gone and I don't like that idea I'm not subscribing to that for mm -hmm. the record but it, it's a real feeling yes that, that people have yeah so this back pocket content that I like to call it um whether whatever you want to do to create it whatever you want to do to have it ready to go I did say, you know, have it organized. But one of the reasons to have it organized is so that if you are, you know, um, sitting in a doctor appointment again and, you know, the doctor again is late and you've got 20 minutes in the waiting room, you mm -hmm. can hop over to, you know, your Google Doc, your Airtable database, which is what I use for this, mm -hmm. and do a quick copy and paste and post it. If you've got you know, 20 minutes, you might even be able to do that for three posts, maybe two this week and one ready to go for next week. Mm -hmm. And my point in saying this isn't, again, to shame people, I really want to reiterate that. But you have valuable content that you are just sitting on. And there is no reason you shouldn't be able to reuse that. In fact, if it's valuable, you kind of owe it to your audience to put it out there again. So that for those two reasons we gave earlier, either they weren't around before, or they missed it the first time, they get the opportunity to experience that content. And if you have a way to share it with people that doesn't require you to, you know, sit in front of your laptop at your desk in the normal quote unquote work mode, mm -hmm. if you can do it on the go anywhere, your ability to show up, even if it's at the lowest possible like level is so much better. And um, just because I know everyone loves stories, like four weeks ago I had, a small emergency in my life. It was nothing big. I'm fine. Like my family's fine. We're all good. But I was dealing with an emotional thing. We'll just like parenting sucks sometimes. Yeah. And um, I didn't have energy to show up on Instagram stories. Um, I didn't have energy to make new reels. I did have a few clips from podcasts that I could pull and, you know, plug into one of those AI clip generators. So it did the transcription and the captioning for me. And yeah, you better believe I leaned on those a little bit more those weeks. But I also keep in like my Dropbox folder with the actual official audio, lost my earbud, that's fine, um, with the actual like official, you know, audio, you know, file for, what is going on? Oh my gosh, I have, do you hear that? Yeah. It's our test. It's playing somewhere. Oh, weird. I'm hopefully, hopefully it stopped. Um, sorry. I, like, I hear me. <laughs> I know. I was like, what is going on? Um, anyway, um, if you have 
pieces of content that you can pull. So I could go to any of my episodes for the last 100 episodes of my podcast, and I could pull out the graphic. Sometimes they're quote graphics from the guest. Sometimes they're quote graphics from me. Sometimes they're like little MP4s of me saying the quote. Other times they're just like little little videos. Um, but like I can pull any of those graphics for any of my last 100 episodes at any time. Uh, mm. It's in Dropbox and they're all linked in Airtable. So if I can't find it in Dropbox, I can probably click the link. This took a little bit of work to set up. I'm not going to lie, but I can do that. So even if I'm not wearing makeup, still in my pajamas, laying on the couch, I can still post something. And even if I'm not physically showing up for my audience, I have something for them to engage with. Yeah. Is it a lower level thing? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. But it's available. And because of that, I'm not ghosting my audience. And that's well, the point. And also anybody, if anybody's thinking like, oh yeah, but what my audience will notice or whatever. I mean, I follow Brittany. I look at your stories. I do all that. I don't know when this happened, but I feel like I've been following you for a while. And I not once was like, oh, what is she posting? Is this like, I don't, no one's like fact checking. Like when did this episode come out? Or like, why is she sharing this thing from this? Like, nobody is like building one of those true crime things with like string and when you posted something first and if you're regurgitating reusing or recycling like it's okay they just see it and they're like oh it's Brittany it's my friend <laughs> you know like it's okay yeah. you're just showing up in a way that that you you're can. capable of at that moment yes exactly and I love that yeah and and just to pull that thread a little bit further mm -hmm. there if anyone is paying so much attention that they can tell you just like checked out physically for a little bit, they're either one of your best friends mm -hmm. or they are this close to booking with you. Yeah. And if they are not yet there, it's not going to take much. You know what I mean? Anyone paying that much attention to you yep. is in your inner circle at this point. Yeah. So. It's a good thing. Yeah. Like if someone is paying that much attention, it's golden. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Brittany, this was amazing. I love it. What a perfect Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And everybody can follow you because we all are very confident that you will not ghost us in the future. Absolutely. Want to keep hanging out with Brittany? Head over to her website, BrittanyGardner.com. B-R-I-T-N-E-Y-G-A-R-D-N-E-R.com. Or find her on LinkedIn at Brittany Gardner or on Instagram at I am Brittany Gardner. Thanks for listening to Big Fun Content. If you like what you heard today, think about pushing that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review so more people could find me. Wink, wink. And last but not least, if you want to remain in my world and get some really fun emails in your inbox, head over to DeannaSeymour.com newsletter to join my email list. See you next time.